Yeah, welcome to episode 67 of Look at My Records. I think it's 67. I'm pretty sure it's 67. And I'm here with Evan Moore. Hey. You are the first non-musician slash music-related guest I've ever had, so I'm really excited about that. I'm, a, I'm really excited about that, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm always up for trying new things, talking to interesting people. But you're, you're sort of music-related, too. We both love music. Yeah. And you recently played drums in a Sade cover band, well, which I, I'm I played excited bass. to. Bass? Yeah. I thought you played drums for some reason. Okay, I mean, good. It's a, it's a percussion instrument. Yeah. <laughs> it's rhythmic. You're slapping it. You're <laughs> slapping the bass. So, But it's great to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's a pretty... Pretty average Monday. <laughs> yeah. It's a observed Veterans Day, though, so I did have a day off from work, so that was sick. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. That's why yesterday. I wasn't able to get in touch with the unemployment office this morning. <laughs> yeah, because they're at home observing Veterans Day, which was yesterday. Yeah. But So we both live here in Jersey City, and you're a graphic artist. You create lots of awesome designs for T-shirts, pins, and things like that. Do you do anything else in that realm? Uh, besides what I've seen through Swan Studios, which is your studio? Well, um, well, before I, the kind of, Swan Studios is like basically me getting to do, like, as I've always been in bands before that, I've had maybe 10 years of being in bands, like, and so after that, I had all these ideas and I didn't know what to do with them. And, uh, I kind of was just like, well, I might as well call it something. And I might as well, like, I, the only thing I had before was the, was the Fraser head design, which was something that took me a long time to actually get made. I had been hanging out with my dad. I was still living at home and I was like scrolling on my, my phone or my iPod touch or whatever it was. <laughs> and the bottom of the phrase, the eraser head poster got cut off. And I just saw that if you cut off the bottom of the E, it becomes Fraser head. And I was like, okay, this is something. <laughs> <You're on this laughs> and, and I'm not, too much of a Photoshop person, but my my dad is in a major way. I'm more of a graphics like illustrator person. So it was, the, it was a collaboration between me and my dad. He put together the Kelsey Grammer's face on Eraserhead's body, and I whipped up the type. I put it up on Facebook, and you know got a lot of likes and all yeah. that. You know, and that was pretty cool. But it was just like friends of mine going, "Oh, that's funny. Oh, you should put that on a shirt." And I would go, all right, maybe, you know, and I didn't really have a way to make it. And then like, like a year would go by and time hop would kick in and it would go, oh, remember when everyone liked this? And I would share it again. And it took about f four, five years of doing wow. that to finally be like, oh, and also it, what, what also facilitated it was I was working at a, a t-shirt company at the time. So I was like, oh, I can get them to print it at a decent price and I can like guarantee a certain amount of people to like you know pre-order a shirt and I did that and that was kind of my main thing for a while and it was going by a different name at the time and then um, I met my current girlfriend Kelly and she kind of was like why don't you like you know kind of push that in a different direction and I changed the name to Swan Studios and um, I actually went on a tour with my friends and like tried to sell some of the stuff on the road with them when they went down to this a festival in Florida, the, the, the fest, the, yeah. the only fest in Florida that I know about. <laughs> Gainesville, baby. Have you been? No, but I've heard a lot about it. 
It was an experience. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back, but just to be in the van with my friends, like, I don't really care. Like the mu- like you know, after a while, it was like, how many bands like that do like a fast punk beat with like power chords? Can you? Can you listen to? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, and it's fun. I and, hear there's and how lots much... of wrestling there as well. That's become a, a thing. Become a thing recently. Yeah. <laughs> Not when I, I don't think it was really going on when I was there. Which I don't. I mean, it's cool. Alternative yeah. wrestling is a thing now. Good for alternative wrestlers and what they <laughs> love to do. I support it. Yeah. So, but so this is a relatively new project, Swan Studios. You say the last like two years. Yeah. And how'd you come up with some of your other great ideas? Sounds like Fraser Head maybe was a little dormant for a while and came yeah. back. And then you also have this great um, Sid and Nancy the uh, design, comic, yeah. <laughs> the, the the Nancy comic with Sid Vicious. And the Jersey City Party City logo. Yeah. How'd you yeah. come up? Tell us how you came up with some of these other uh, really great ideas. Well, the the Sid and Nancy one was for, like, when I was, I, I had signed up for um, the Asbury Punk, Asbury Park Punk Flea Market. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, what's something that could be uh, a cousin or a sister to the Fraser head shirt, but also be punk in a way, you know, and also kind of speak to my sensibilities. And I had already been working on a Nancy pin, which is just like something I saw in a comic that I thought was yeah. great. You know, Nancy's head with a little skull and crossbones. I thought a lot of people could relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, and I also saw that the creators or whoever owned the license wasn't making that at the time. So I was kind of like, well, it kind of seems like, you know, it's probably in the public domain at this point. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So I made that, and then I was like, all right, well, I already had Nancy kind of in the in the hopper, and I was like, all right, let me let me apply this to something punk, and I was like, all right, let me do the Sid and Nancy thing. <laughs> yeah. And so that was a pretty big hit yeah. at, the, at the first punk rock flea market. I would, But the funny thing is, is I found that the people who it spoke to were people who remember comic book, <laughs> like, yeah. com- uh, comic Sunday comics and all that stuff, like, because I didn't hear about Nancy until they started releasing, like, compendiums. And, you know, <laughs> went from there. But so then, yeah, um, the Party City shirt was just kind of an exercise. I was just doing, I was just playing around. Uh, it was like the guy typed out his name and I was going to, ty- or like typed out the name of his city. I typed out Jersey City. I was like, all right. Oh, this, oh, what does this look like? Oh, this kind of, like, yeah. just so happened to be the font that he was using as an example so happened to like remind me like oh this looks exactly like and i was like well, let me just because that's always been the, my favorite thing like sitting with a graphic and like trying to recreate it perfectly with illustrator like i like taking something that people already recognize and kind of putting a twist yeah. on it and like you know that's fun for me you know like and i also think it's safe to to i mean not necessarily safe but it, 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 you already have a built-in market, like there's all like within the pin community and the patch community and like whatever, and also like lowbrow art and all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of mashups. Yeah. You know, like we're in a culture where like the currency is like pop culture references. So what's the next like likely thing? Oh, we'll combine them in some obtuse way yeah. and like twist people's brains around. You know, like which I, I the Fraser Head is still one of my better sellers. Yeah. It's like, what what would you say has gotten the strongest reaction from everything you've created 
in the since the beginning of Swan Studios. It does seem like Frasier had really resonates with a lot of that's people. My, that's my like, and my flagship. <laughs> I wonder, did, was there anything behind it besides just how Eraser and Frasier kind of sound alike? Or do you think there's maybe something a little deeper? Maybe Frasier Crane is more like a racer head than he'd like to think. <laughs> well, considering I don't know what the main character's name is in a racer head, yeah. <laughs> I would go say that it's pretty superficial. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I mean, I've seen a racer head a handful of times, like hanging out with people, not yeah. really paying attention. But I know it's something people really like. I, I like David Lynch. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not some kind of Lynch uh, poser. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I like I like Blue Velvet a lot. I can't say I like some more of the heady stuff, but I like I like them. <laughs> you know? and tell me about some of the other ideas you've had. How do you come up with these type of ideas? Which is the Jersey City font with the, well, that, the John Lennon shirt or, that's, and other stuff. I owe credit to that. To that, to um, my former roommate Carlo, was born and raised in Jersey City, and he would say to he said to me one night, "Hey man, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, he's like, I always wanted, I always wanted a, a John Lennon shirt, but it said Jersey City on it." And I said, and this was actually a week I had just been laid off, and I was like, off, uh, I was like off and like looking for projects and like just trying to get excited about creating something and he just came along with this you know gem of an idea and I was like yeah I think I can make that happen I think I can absolutely make that happen <laughs> and like I you know I tweaked it I, I found as there were, there were so many versions of it and there were so many like it's hard to see what what it really looks like in the picture but I you know really had a lot of fun going in there and trying to like replicate this thing and put my own spin on it. Yeah, and you definitely did. It is spot on. I'm wearing it right now, everyone. <laughs> and I, I do want to say it's a coincidence that I've discovered this shirt because seamstress Gabby was wearing it. And then I was like, oh, I need that <laughs> when I saw her wearing it. And she was the last person on this podcast and now you're the next person yeah how does that work man serendipitous yeah <laughs> so how'd you get involved in doing graphic design though my uh my dad so your dad yeah. also does it oh yeah yeah like he was um he's a an airbrush guy like you know like like you know airbrush people think like oh you're on the boardwalk and you're making like you know shitty looking shirts that have flamingos and whatever clouds or I don't even know um, but it was also like a you know before Photoshop and so people retouched photos yep. you know like just paint brushed on like like airbrushed onto a so he did that for a while got into Photoshop in the 90s when you know that stuff started to become a thing I started learning about Photoshop early on, you know, mostly just scanning things out of books when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, like, like we had like a Beavis and Butthead like book that we would get from Hot Topic and then my brother <laughs> and I would scan it and like, for what? There yeah. was no, like we, we didn't even have the internet to then go put it on. We just knew that it was important to catalog these things, yeah. you know? I kind of wish I had them now. That's so interesting. Yeah. So then, uh... From there, like, you know, I was into Photoshop and I'd play with it at home. And then I had some high classes in high school. And then I had a teacher in high school. Like, like I just so happened to come along at the right time where our graphic, we had a graphics department 
with like you could make you could screen yeah. shirts you could do photography you could do like um like letterpress printing and stuff <clears throat> so i got a really early education on that stuff and i learned to love it there you know like that's how i got into um replicating and making high-res versions of things is because our early project in illustrator he, he would say oh why don't you take a logo my my, t my teacher mr flake he was a cool guy shout out to mr flake <laughs> yeah he he had to he he was like you know pretty pretty old dude but he he needed to prove to us like rockers that he was once a rocker so he would carry <laughs> around his uh id that had his like because he was bald and he, yeah. he would show us his like super long hair yeah it's like hey guys <laughs> I used to shred. Too. I used to shred. Because <laughs> he, yeah, because all the dudes that would do the graphic design, like some of the older guys, they were also um, musicians. You know, because really, why else would you take that unless you wanted to make shirts? You know, and I didn't even have a band at the time, but I just wanted to know how to do that stuff. It was fun though. That is cool. Yeah. And so you mentioned at the top that you you are a musician. I knew you played music, but I didn't know you were in bands in New Jersey. What yeah. bands were you in? Um, well, from, from like when I graduated high school in 2005 to about 2009, so like four years, I was in a band called Birth Screams and we were, we were like a punky band that also liked, you know, post-rock and like, you know, we were like scream, screamo, nice. you know, but like in the true sense of the word, not in the like pop punk version yeah that most people attribute the term to um but so then i was in that band and then i was kind of in a like side other bands with some friends and like mostly joked around and like played this kind of punk and stuff like that and made like made a legit joke band with some friends of mine and somehow actually recorded that um, that was called Steve's War. Nice. <laughs> Steve's War is a cause worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, and then around the time Steve's War happened, I also started making a band called Gypsy Wig with um, with an old friend of mine, Mike. And it kind of just, we, I started to kind of, we would meet people and then they'd kind of become part of it and became a big thing. And it was a really important part of my life for a long time. That's cool. And, you know, it, it, it was really cool. It, it probably end, it was about two years ago that we played our last show. Put Finally put out like a full, like we, we played shows and did a lot of stuff for a long time, but didn't really have anything out that was substantial. Yeah. So we, we were like, all right, well, this is when it's course. And if we're going to put something out, like let's put it out now. Yeah. So we really went, really went all in on our last recording. And I think it came out really great. I'm really happy about it. Maybe we should play a yeah, song or two. Yeah, sure. yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So, all right, so we're going to play some songs. Let's play a couple of Gypsy Wig songs since that was an awesome band you were in. Yeah. We just picked two songs to play. What are they called? Um, People Like Me. People and... People Like Me. And Power uh, Smoke. Power Smoke, yeah. Tell me a little bit about these tracks. Um, People Like Me was written by our drummer, Caleb, who also sang like a, like a beast. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. That's, that's um, hard to do. It, it was, um, People Like Me is based on, um, a, a I want to say Zimbabwe based musician. Um, I mean, could be totally wrong. Um, but 
uh, Thomas Mafumo. He did, has this kind of kind of like uh, nice. kind of beat that we were like, oh, let's we got it. Like no, like I've never heard a rock band that has a beat like that. Like let's just straight up use that and write a song around it. And we came up with one of our favorite songs, and it became like, you know, a fucking great, <laughs> a great song to play live. That felt really nice. I can't wait to hear it. And then after that, Power Smoke. Power Smoke is um, a song that was a collaboration between me and Pete. The Pete was our guitar player, singer, our other singer, and it was a song that him and I collaborated on together. And very kind of, nice. Kind of, kind of came out nice. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. And then we got Jonathan Richman and the Modern Lovers. Gail loves me. Gail loves me. Look at him on the cover of this one. Modern Lovers 88. He's got a saxophone. Do you think he actually plays that sax? No, I don't think so. He doesn't so. hold it like he knows how to play Yeah, he, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's just show, he's just like trying to trick us and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I love uh, Jonathan Richman. So do you. Yeah. And Yeah, we were both at the we same show. We were both show. at the same show recently. <laughs> Pooja was also there. Was your was your girlfriend there too? Yes, yeah. Oh my and gosh. also and also Pete, who I wrote Power Smoke. Ah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. All yeah, right. it was fucking great. Well, next gig we're at, we're all gonna have to hang out. For sure. So Gail Loves Me by Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers. I was saying I don't have this uh record. That feels pretty cool so. to know yeah. to know that you have this many. But this one. is a great this is a great one. Eighty seven, the year I think we were both born. Yep. Sounds like Good we were about year. the same age. Yeah. So we are the same age. So <laughs> that's cool. And then prefab sprout. And I saw in your Swan Studio store you have a prefab. I do have a prefab pin. Prefab pin. Yeah. Yeah. It it just it's like I made it for like me and Justin from Joy Cleaner, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I, I that's or, cool. or should I say Justin from Trim Tabs? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. <laughs> Our friend Justin. But it's funny. I also recently, I did, I got this record not too long ago. It's a it's a really awesome record. Yeah. I um when my girlfriend Kelly and I started dating, um we went on like a we like rented like a cool old trailer, like oh cool old like um kind of like an airstream kind of thing. Like from an Airbnb, and it was really cute in like near Hudson, or not like I don't know what town it was. But eventually, we made our way up to um, Woodstock and like oh, New Paltz nice, and yeah. all that. And the one swap meet, like flea market thing that they had, I was able to get this Prefab Sprout record. I was able to get like a Aztec. I was able to get two Prefab Sprout records and an Aztec camera record. And I was like. Man, what the, a deal. Who is, the, who is this person what who's a deal. losing all these gems? Great find. <laughs> yeah, great find. It's this good. is an awesome record. Two Wheels Good. And what, what song did you want to hear off of oh, this? Oh, um, Horsin' Around. Horsin' Around. We're horsing around here. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to play some songs. Two Gypsy Wig songs, a band that Evan played the bass guitar in. Yes, sir. And Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers and Prefab Sprout. Sprout, and we'll come back.
All right, I'm back here with Evan Moore. Yo. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Records. Yeah, we're no, playing no, some. No, no, no. We're we're riffing on a theme song. <laughs> but we played two songs by your former band Gypsy Wig, and then we played some Jonathan Richmond and Prefab Sprout. Great stuff for the first four songs of this episode. Ow. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm howling with delight. Howling with delight. But we're back and we picked a couple others. You brought a couple and you picked some. So we're kicking it off with the classic. We're just talking about how much we love Got It By Voices and going to see Got It By Voices live. So you picked the yes, absolute classic B-1000. No, I didn't. No, I did. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got me. Gotcha. I was looking at the back. I've never actually looked at the back. Yeah, before. me neither. It, it does get confusing. I know what uh, I know where you're coming from with the back. <laughs> well, because when you're just used to like thumbnails on Apple Music. Yeah, I agree. We're you only fu- see the front. We're fucked up. <laughs> we're all fucked. So uh, yeah, echoes echoes Myron. Echoes Myron on the Liberty Bell. How'd you get into Guided by Voices? Uh, my buddy Pete. Pete. Uh, I owe him a lot. Got me into a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, for years he's been like, dude, fucking guy to my voice is like fucking shit. And I was just like, well, okay, sure, man, you know. I feel like with most bands, especially bands that have been around for a really long time, I need someone to go, hey, check them out, like, at least five times. Yeah. You know, or like, even, re- even recently, like, if I hear three different people in a short span of time set like in different people unrelated to each other like like the band nrbq i got into yeah, recently yeah, yeah, yeah. because i listened to fucking what's that guy steve steve jordan or something like that guy yeah. the guy that used to play drums with keith richards and his yeah. expensive winos band he did a uh, wtf episode and he says something about nrbq and how they're his favorite fucking band and i was like no you too? And then uh, <laughs> Kyle from Joy Cleaner posted something about them, and I was like, oh, fuck. NRBQ played at Monty Hall about a year no. and make a year and like three months ago. Okay. It was really interesting show. Well, I can imagine they don't really play that much. I mean, they have a lot of material, right? So. Yeah, a bit of an, an older crowd, I'd say. A lot of, lot of flip phone pictures being taken, <laughs> which I was into, and I dug it, and it was a good show. You're and into flip awesome. phone pictures? Yeah, into it. <laughs> really, really appreciate uh, watching a concert through someone else's screen. Yeah, into <laughs> it. There was, it. Even though they, at the Jonathan Richmond show, even though they told people not to, there were still a couple people who had to, who had to do it, who had to be the one little... So my friend Jack Silbert, I was like... So so I posted a picture and I said, and someone was like, hey, the artist said no cell phones. And he's like, well, this is a digital camera. Oh, technically a loophole or... Or a douche hole. Oh! (laughs) Jack. Hope hope he's listening. Jack, we love you. It's cool. (laughs) It's cool. All right. And then, so then after... A, an older band. We're gonna do a brand new band. Brand new band. White Reaper. White Reaper. Little Silver Cross. Oh, this this album just rock and rolls like really in the face of like rock some and albums roll. rock, yeah, some albums is, roll. Yeah, this album. Rarely rocks do they and rock and roll? Yeah, simultaneously. 
What else can you ask good. for? Yeah, love. That was one of my favorite records of 2017. I I gotta say. I don't think I heard it until 2018, which is like my typical music yeah, cycle. That's, that's <laughs> you know that's close to when it came out though. You know, to me yeah. it's still new. It's pretty. New. It is a new record. Yeah, it's only it's probably less. It's less. They're than still two years touring old. on it. Or, yeah. they, or they were a couple months ago. Yeah. So, you they know. still look pumped on the back cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But and then, okay, so. Uh, then replacements, Tim. More? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do uh, Swing and Party. And then this we're gonna... Replacements, Tim. What an awesome record. I feel like when they're kind of beginning to get more of a little pop sound. It you might know, be. To them, you know? Yeah, it might like be like, like the perfect. Because, like, uh, did you read the book? Yeah. Uh, I audio booked it. And, uh, you know, it makes a lot of, like, wh when I tried to get into them, when I first got into them, I was like, what is this? It's all over the place. I couldn't even put, put the albums in chronological order. Like, it didn't even make any sense. You know, like, I think Hootenanny comes before Tim. Yeah. And then it's like. Let it be. Let it be. And then Tim. Let it be Tim. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, the to me, they, I heard them all at the same time. So, and I just shuffled them on my iPod. So, I guess I, that's another reason why I don't have context. <laughs> Their legend like continues to grow as time goes on. It's really yeah. something. I have all these tapes, you know, and there's so many oh, yeah. replacements tapes in there, and some of their live performances, especially in like. 86 there's some i've heard from 84 but like 86 they were just like fucking drunk every live performance yeah, yeah they like get to that insane. in the book too yeah like they're just, just like going completely insane what, and well, why do you think you like i guess that was just what the behavior was and what they thought being a rock band was yeah i don't know and it's funny because they do interviews too there's a lot of like interviews yeah in these tapes and they for the most part in the interviews seem fine and composed and right. stuff and i don't really like get where, where did they just know to like kind of put it on for the interviews or maybe i'm just hearing select interviews i mean i've seen some bad interviews too there's like one video i think on youtube but where he's just where really bob drunk. is yeah. like blackout yeah like just being like an like a total asshole yeah and also the role, um, not the rolling uh the snl performance oh yeah the snl performance that's was insane bad yeah <laughs> but to love them is to hate them yeah or something i don't know and they were just i mean i just feel like people love them i love them yeah just, oh actually um so i told you about the sade cover set that i was a part of for the yeah. uncle joe's the previous year i was in a replacements cover band that's awesome yeah it this was, is perfect yeah yeah i know we we looped it all right back in <laughs> so your next pick is sade promise album that's her second record right I think so. Yeah. yeah. And how'd you be, how'd you get involved in playing in a Sade cover band? Well, right around the time I moved to Jersey City, I found myself not in a band. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, I know that they have this, this, this uh, graveyard cover show. I got to get in on that. Yeah. And um, previously with Gypsy Wig, um, we, we had covered a Sade song with a friend of ours. And she would come up and sing it with us, and it was great. And and then, eventually, some of us from Gypsy Wig started a started a different project with Britney. We started backing her up and playing her songs, and we would do a couple covers. And she had us pick a different Sade song. So it kind of became clear between Britney and me that we were like, okay, we're we're the fucking 
Sade heads, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And eventually, and like the first year I, that we did replacements, I had actually considered doing Sade, but I didn't think we'd be able to get it together. We had done it one other time um, at this camp out thing that a, that a bunch of friends of mine go to um, called The Boogie. Ooh. It's out in the woods. It's cool. Sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, it's like every Memorial Day. And and that was the first year that Gypsy Week didn't play. So I was like, oh, we got to fucking... Because we played like, I don't know, like four or five years in a row. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to not play. You know, once you... It's like, there's, it's like yeah, I want to camp. But I also want to rock, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so to have a little bit camp of both. Rock. Is, <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> Jonas Bros. Yeah. Yeah, Jonas Bros. What's up? <laughs> So compare, tell me this, compare playing in a Replacements Halloween cover band to a Sade Halloween cover band. <laughs> uh, well, they're very different shows. Yeah. The, the Replacements show, because of timing and because our, our one guitar player had to go to a wedding, we ended up having to play at like 1.30. But we weren't even the first band. Yeah. We actually... We actually got to play after the World Inferno Friendship Society, <laughs> which is which is our claim to fame. You know, they opened for awesome. us, <laughs> um, and that was cool. It was a little weird because we didn't really put our all. Uh, it's a hard band to dress as, and we yeah. weren't gonna like go get like, you know, feathered like Tommy Stinson wigs like I got like yeah. a shirt that said who the fuck is Tommy Stinson on it just to like try to like you know just to try to like say okay we tried yeah because I actually emailed them before the show and was like oh so like do we have to dress up and they're like yes that's part of it and we're like how how do you dress up as the replacements yeah. they just look like guys yeah they just look well yeah that's the thing you could have yeah you probably well, pulled it off well. Well, no. The problem was Mike Mike wore like, you know, like a cool little hat and like like shorts and like looked really put together. So he wasn't very it wasn't a very good Tommy Stinson. Yeah. Should have been wearing like a hula skirt and like uh Yeah. bleach blonde hair and but but you know, he had to go to a wedding. It's so he wasn't going to go all in. But so that was really fun and there was actually um this guy Tom Tom DePaul ended up being like a friend of mine's cousin randomly just because he he took pictures of us and then came up to us afterwards and was like oh man like i saw the replacements back in the day and like you guys gave me chills while you oh were playing. I was wow jeez like, like that's that's a huge compliment that's a big one yeah and i was like holy crap dude but you know it's hard to, it's hard to not play unsatisfied and like not get yeah, a reaction not, like, out of people it's yeah, like the most it's such a powerful <laughs> song yeah i just get such a wow Something about that song. Yeah, it fucks you yeah. up, man. Fuck. Fucked me up. I mean, I'm still fucked. Probably, probably heard it in Freaks and Geeks for yeah. the first time, right? Yeah. First time I heard XTC also. Oh Freaks man, and Geeks. that's like my favorite band, XTC. Yeah. Oh, we'll how come XTC I didn't? Yeah. How come I didn't grab any? It's all the way. It's on all the, the other way. Side. The deep, deep, deep end. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll What's your favorite XTC album? Probably Skylarking. Maybe Orange and Lemons too. Yeah. Yeah. I got stuck on the early shit. You know, because I really like Talking too. Heads a lot. So when I heard yeah. Drums and Wires, I was like, oh, this is, this yeah, is the British right. Talking Heads. Yeah. But eventually, yeah, well, I got a tape of Skylarking. I was like, holy Beautiful fuck. record. That's the um, Todd Rundgren? Yeah, he produced it. Yeah. He is the producer. I heard him give an interview about On WTF. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on WTF. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, Andy Partridge didn't, didn't really insane. like it that much. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Andy Partridge seems like a tough guy to work with. Well, he's mentally but, ill. Like, he's admitted yeah. to it, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like, that's the reason they stopped touring. That's the reason they stopped doing yeah. a lot of shit. 
but that also enabled them to go full Beatles. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which... Put out brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Look, uh, something could be said for that. Not playing shows and only putting out music. Yeah. Bands couldn't survive that way today. Oh, yeah. Even bands that were successful back then have to play shows just to pay the bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, like, trying to understand, like, their... Because it just seems like, how is that sustainable for them? But it's I guess not. in some way, it's sort of maybe a little bit, maybe not really, but, I don't know. But lucky lucky for us, we can see the Pixies and Dinosaur Jr. twice or three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 so I don't really go see the Pixies anymore. No, me neither. Kim I never Deal, did. <laughs> without Kim Deal. I, I, I saw them twice. Is Paz, Paz is still in the Yeah, band. yeah. But I'd like to see her with Entrance Band. I don't know if I'd want to see her with... Pixies. Yeah, Entrance Band is great, but I really don't want to see the Pixies if Kim Deal's not in the Pixies anymore. Yeah. It just I'd rather doesn't... go see the Breeders. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and just after a certain point, I was like, well, I saw them twice oh, you recently. You know, not recently. Were they a pretty big within... band for you growing up? Yeah. Formative? Yeah, yeah. definitely formative. And, but what, I just. Where'd you, where'd you hear it first, Fight Club? I'm trying to remember. That's Probably for a lot Fight of people, Club, yeah. yeah. I just remember I being in the... I don't mean in the, the way, I just mean like... Yeah, I remember like, being in like... Having like a song on Napster, probably. Mm -hmm, okay. And then like talking to a guy that worked at the supermarket. And he's like, I'm going to the Pixies reunion show. Oh, okay. Something like that. And Oh, yeah. so that was... 2004, 2004. Probably 2003. Yeah, but, I remember there was... um Around that time, there was like a DVD or some or some something on Netflix, probably DVD in the mail time of Netflix. Um, or was Netflix even around then? But there was a D, there was a documentary about the yeah like reunion about it, and there was like they interviewed some girl in line, and she was like, "Yeah, I I heard about them from a book. A character in the book said they liked the Pixies, and I thought that was cool, <laughs> so I looked them up. That's like, funny. Wow, what a like." People find out about bands in the yeah, yeah. ways, man. Especially that's like early-ish internet. So it's like how are you finding out about stuff? Going you know, on message like, boards yeah. and trusting strangers to guide you. And they guided her. <laughs> they did. But let's uh, let's play some songs that yeah. you picked. We got Guided by Voices. What do we got after White that? Reaper. White Reaper. Replacements. replacements and smoothing and it out. Smoothing it out with, with some star day. A little shot. Here we go. <laughs>
And that was Sade. All right, we're back. <laughs> we played Got It by Voices, White Reaper. And um, what do we play? The Replacements? Yes, The Replacements, Swingin' Party off of Tim. Yeah. And then Sade, Maureen, <clears throat> off of her second record, Promise. You mean... Shade. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm on a mission to correct the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's an important mission. It's a really important mission. You're doing God's work. We're just being annoying. No. It's, uh, it's appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, well, excellent picks. We're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank you so much yeah. for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. This has been great. Let's just uh, you'll still remind everyone where they can get some great swan studio oh, yeah. stuff yeah you, um my website is pretty annoying it's sswanan.com and it's an etsy do you have an, an etsy, etsy, too? An etsy. An etsy store yeah. i mean if you type in swan.com it'll bring you to etsy right, or just cool. or just google swan studios and you can get the you the get nancy it. pin you can get this great jersey city john lennon shirt that i'm currently wearing want to rep want to rep jc prefab <laughs> sprout pin yeah, hey, um, Sid and Nancy, Nancy uh, Bad Nancy is like one with the Nancy pin, huge and skull and crossbones on the back. <laughs> Damn, I went all in on the Bad Nancy and the and the classic <laughs> Fraser head and the, and the shirt. Never gonna die, a jinx. The classic Fraser head shirt <laughs> for all you Fraser heads out there. <laughs> so there you go, Evan Moore, and we're gonna play one more song to end the program. We picked out. Let's go by Rancid because it's a classic record for you and me too. Yeah, buddy. Um, so let's just let's do nihilism, right? Yeah, yeah. We're a couple of nihilists, man. <laughs> a couple of nihilists. So we're gonna end the program with Nihilist by Rancid off of Let Go. Hey, it was really great having you. We had a lot of fun. This episode is pleasure. dope. Absolute pleasure. So I hope everyone <laughs> liked listening, and I had a blast. And we're Me gonna too. play this. We're gonna play this record. Let's punk out. We're we're gonna just punk out like East Bay style. <laughs> Here you go. Boy. This has been me hanging out with Evan Moore, and we will see you next time. Here you go, rancid nihilism off of Let's Go.
Shop.